in London is, is a great thing for us. It allows us to attract a diversity of talents that I'm not sure we would have found anywhere else. Uh, we want to change how people build SaaS products by selling products or building products that people use and love to use. We, uh, we want to do it in London, obviously, uh, by having the most diverse possible team. Welcome to the SaaS Revolution Show, a podcast that brings you insights and tactics from the greatest SaaS minds across the world. The show is brought to you by SaaStock, the conference to turn your SaaS up to 11, returning to Dublin in October 15th to the 17th, 2018. On this week's episode of the SaaS Revolution Show, I talk with Julian Cordonier, VP of Workplace by Facebook, the B2B SaaS arm of Facebook aiming to connect everyone in the workplace. As many other corporate spin-offs, Workplace was initially built for internal use within Facebook only. It was meant to be the bespoke tool that kept thousands of employees connected. It didn't take long for Facebook to realize it could sell it as a SaaS tool that enterprises around the world could use. Julian took over the business side since the start. He'd been working with Facebook since 2011, first managing the gaming team in EMEA and then leading the global partnerships team. To this day, Workplace is entirely built in London, something contributing to the diversity of the product according to Julian. In my conversation with him, we get a unique peek into the workings of a behemoth such as Facebook how it breaks and reinvents the B2B sales and marketing rules. Listen on to hear how Julian and Workplace turn the marketing and sales playbook upside down. But we noticed that the traction we had and the sweet spot we had was to sell top-down to, uh, to large companies. And I would say companies that have more than 300, 400 employees with people on different offices, uh, speaking different languages on different time zones. We sell to IT, we sell to HR, we sell, we sell to internal comps teams. So that's not usually how startup, uh, how SaaS startups are built, but that's our sweet spot. That's how we sell workplace. That's a pitch that resonates to our customers. And so this is, uh, this is where we keep investing in. How they sell into giant corporations such as Walmart, so we, we go directly talking to the CIO, CHRO, or, or the CEO sometimes uh, of the companies we want to talk to. And we also have an ecosystem of partners like Deloitte, like PwC, like uh, Revevol, um, who are helping us uh, to scale and to talk to other companies. But I would say it's a very uh, enterprise playbook compared mm-hmm. to the rest of the, the SaaS ecosystem. And that, that's really what works for us. You, you don't want to grow workplace or to build workplace as a business one user at a time or one team at a time. We basically grow one company at a time. How the vision of a company can sell the product. That vision that we have to connect everyone in the company is something that a lot of companies are, are interested in. Not just the Fortune 500 companies, but think of any tech startup that has to scale, that has to uh, to develop a culture without breaking across different time zones, across different languages and countries. I think we have, we have the, the, the right product for that. Julian is one of many speakers. We're welcome to SaaS Talk 18. We're excited to release our full agenda next week. It's going to be epic. For now, sit back and enjoy my conversation with Julian. Welcome to the SaaS Revolution Show. Uh, Julian Cordinho, uh, VP of Workplace uh, at Facebook. Uh, welcome, Julian. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Did I did I butcher your surname there? Or, or yes, but I'm, I'm used to it. That's okay. <laughs> okay. okay. What, what's the what's the correct pronunciation? Cordonio. Cordonio. There we go. Oh, I was close, but 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 no cigar. Um, so Julian, um, thanks for coming on the show today. You know, we we met uh, a few months ago. I think it was an intro 
Um, was it our uh, sort of mutual friend at Salesforce? Yes, Ludo. Ludo. That was him. Yeah, I think it was Ludo. Um, but uh, yeah, great to uh, now have you on the on the podcast. Um, and uh, yeah, I guess when we met like uh, a couple of months ago, I think what was it, it should have been obvious, but wasn't necessarily apparent to me. But that you know, workplace. Uh, you know, uh, is one of the biggest SaaS companies in in, in Europe, right? But it was it, it, it's just not so obvious. Um, but um, so I'm I'm curious to to find out more uh, about that. But before we get into that, tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, who you are. You know, how you've ended up at Workplace, what what you're doing there. Sure. So I'm I'm leading the the, the Workplace business team uh, in London. Uh, I joined Facebook uh, more than seven years ago. Before Facebook, I was at Microsoft in France uh, and in Redmond. Uh, and I joined the Workplace team because when we realized that we had a real opportunity and that this product that we built originally for us uh, could also be uh, deployed and sold uh, to other companies, we decided to make it a real business. And so I decided to join the team, uh, which is three years ago. Um, the great thing about Workplace is that it's built in London. So it was a great opportunity to work on a global initiative at Facebook in London and to try and do something that Facebook has never done before, which is to sell and to build a SaaS product to sell subscriptions to companies, big and small companies. Uh, so that's why, that's why I joined the team. So tell us a little about, uh, paint the picture of the, uh, the, the I, I guess, the workplace team. Um, how big is it? Um, I, I don't know if you're allowed to share any sort of revenue numbers, but give, give the audience some sort of idea of the scale and, you, you know, what you're doing and why it, it's kind of viewed as this, like, you know, large SaaS company within Facebook. It, it's hard to give an exact number. Uh, we, have, we have a few hundreds of people working on Workplace, just mm-hmm. on Workplace. But at the end of the day, um, you know, every Facebook engineer somehow is contributing to make Workplace better. There are many things that we inherit from the Facebook team, Think of live video, for example. Um, so it's hard to give an exact number on how many people are just working on, on Workplace because we get to benefit from many other things and many resources uh, that Facebook Inc. Uh, has developed in the past. But we, uh, we, we do have, uh, I would say, sales and, and, and marketing and partnerships uh, offices. Uh, so in London, obviously, we have a team in Menlo Park. We have a team and a hub in New York. We have a hub in Sao Paulo. We have a team in India, a team in Singapore, mm-hmm. a team in Sydney. We just opened in Paris as well. So we are, we are busy scaling the team uh, to be able to serve our customers locally uh, and to be present in the local SaaS communities. And, and you're working with large, is it predominantly large enterprise deals? Um, I think anecdotally, and I won't mention sort of the, the names, but um, uh, when we met, you, you sort of mentioned a, a very large uh, a company, uh, a deal that you'd won that I think was in the almost kind of hundreds of thousands of seats, uh, something like that. So is that a kind of maybe a, a typical customer? Or Yeah, I would say the, the irony of Workplace, if I look at how most of the SaaS companies have been built, they usually go after SMBs or they try the land and expand way. They grow teams by teams or divisions by division. And then eventually they end up selling to a big companies. But uh, I would say we, we turn the playbook upside down. When we, when we started developing Workplace, a bit by accident, but we noticed that the traction we had and the sweet spot we had was to sell top-down to, uh, to large companies. And I would say companies that have more than 300, 400 employees with people on different offices, uh, speaking different languages on different time zones, that's our sweet spot. 
Some of the companies we know have uh, using Workplace are Walmart, as you said, you know, it's the largest private employer in the world, and they have that vision to connect everyone in the company, even people who've never had, uh, you know, any 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 SaaS apps or who've, people who've never been connected before. We have companies like uh, Heineken, Danone, uh, Virgin Atlantic, Booking.com, uh, Save the Children. Uh, we also have tech unicorns like Spotify, like Sigfox, like Farfetch, like Deliveroo. So that's our sweet spot to sell uh, top-down. We sell to IT, we sell to HR, we sell, we sell to internal comps teams. Uh, and we, 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 we basically bring that vision of connecting everyone in the company, especially people who've never been connected before. So that's not usually how startup, uh, how SaaS startups are built, but that's our sweet spot. That's how we sell workplace. That's a pitch that resonates to our customers. And so this is, uh, this is where we keep investing in. And, and your customers, are they paying you, are you doing annual contracts with them or are they doing monthly, uh, you know, per, per users? Monthly per user, but we only charge per monthly active user, okay. which allows us to say to our customers that if they don't like or if they don't use our product, they don't have to pay for it, which, uh, which is, I think, um, uh, quite disruptive in the world of SaaS. And, and your, um, your go-to-market sort of strategy, so you mentioned the, the, the top-down uh, strategy that, that you deploy, um, you know, is, is that still do you, do you, is that still the same today do you have a bottom up uh, uh, approach do you see uh, are you seeing users adopt workplace and then that kind of you know infiltrates or spreads throughout the company um, uh, is, is that something I guess kind of similarly um, uh, we, we've seen that with, with other SaaS companies right it's it's the same play whether we sell to a fortune 500 companies or whether we sell to a, an SMB with 50 people we sell that vision of connecting everyone. Uh, and, and that's, I think, quite new in the world of, of, uh, of SaaS. So we, we go directly talking to the CIO, CHRO, or, or the CEO sometimes uh, of the companies we want to talk to. And we also have an ecosystem of partners like Deloitte, like PwC, like uh, Revevol, um, who are helping us uh, to scale and to talk to other companies. But I would say it's a very uh, enterprise um, uh, playbook compared mm-hmm. to the rest of the, the SaaS ecosystem. And that, that's really what works for us. We, we've seen that it has a lot of traction on the market. People understand how it works. You, you don't want to grow workplace or to build workplace as a business, one user at a time or one team at a time. We basically grow one company at a time. And I think the, the value proposition we have to connect everyone, to give everyone a voice, to change how the company is run by giving everyone a voice and connecting everyone, that's, that's really what resonates for us on the market. Is there a sort of a number you can share in terms of what sort of percentage of uh, business is coming through partners versus, uh, let's say, uh, your direct sales team? Uh, I would say that the ecosystem of partners is bringing us today more than thirty percent of our pipeline. Okay, um, and which I think uh, is great, you know, and I hope that number will grow. Uh, the vision we have is to have the largest possible ecosystem. And that's something that I've seen when I, when I worked at Microsoft. It's the importance uh, of, of the ecosystem in terms of quality and also diversity of partners. So that's definitely something we are investing in. We now have people selling workplace for us, deploying workplace for us. We have companies doing the change management, like PwC, for example, uh, that, that needs to happen when you, when you give everyone a voice and when you deploy something like workplace. And I think the, the, the more pipeline we get from partners and the, the better it is for us. Absolutely. And, and when you're in a, uh, let's say, this uh, sales scenario, 
and, and selling to the large enterprise, whether it's, I guess, through partner or direct, uh, I'm assuming, uh, well, almost always you'll be in a, a competitive um, situation, right? It, it's probably almost never going to be just workplace uh, being reviewed, but other solutions as well. So how, how, how do you compete with other solutions? And, and I guess sort of like the most notable one, and I don't know if it's the, 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 the fair sort of comparison, it would be something like Slack. You know, how do you compete against these guys? Um, I don't think of Slack as, as a competitor. Uh, there are many companies where Workplace and Slack do coexist together. Mm-hmm. Again, with Workplace, we have that ambition to connect everyone in the company, not just the, the, the DevOps team, not just the tech people. We want to connect everyone, the accounting department, the marketing department, the CEO, and even people who are at the front line of the company who've never had anything before, never had an email, never had a desk, uh, never had a PC. And I think Workplace is the only uh, business or the only company that is really uh, bringing that vision to, to the market, connecting everyone in the company, especially people who've never been connected. I don't see any other company trying to do that right now, to bring modern SaaS apps um, to uh, anyone who's employed who has a, a working mobile device. I don't, see, uh, I don't see any other company going after that market today. You, you mentioned um, <clears throat> Walmart being one of your uh, customers, perhaps you know uh, one, one of your biggest customers, everybody in the company uh, using the workplace platform. Can you tell us a little bit about how did you uh, win that opportunity? What was the sales process for that opportunity? How long did it take? And you, you know I guess kind of like how many from the, the first uh, usage of workplace, whether that was one user, to how many seats that you, you have now? I think the first discussion we had uh, with Walmart and with most of our companies and most of our clients today uh, started at the CIO level. Um, they had that ambition to give a voice to everyone in the company, uh, especially to the associates at Walmart, uh, which are the people at the very front line of the company. And so I think we had the right pitch. We had the right product for the vision that they had internally to give a voice to everyone, to reduce the distances between the HQ um, and, and the field and the front line. So I would say for, for a deal of that size, for a company of that size, uh, it's been quite fast. It's been just a few months. Uh, but, you know, it depends. We, we, sometimes it, it can take two years to sign a contract. Sometimes it can take just a few weeks when there is the perfect alignment uh, of the visions. Uh, but Walmart, as you can, as you can imagine, was, a, was a, a really a feel-good moment for us. And we've been very proud. Uh, of the partnership that we've uh, we've announced with them because of the size of the company but also because the visions uh, are completely aligned and and was that a an opportunity that one of your sales guys found did they contact uh workplace um uh, is this through partners uh no i think we we contacted them uh and as, as you can imagine uh walmart and facebook have a long history as well so we 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 had some people in common if i, if I may say that some connections in common Okay, so that, so that was helped. A, a warm intro, shall we say? Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, okay, very good. Um, and um, let, let's say, like in you, you've, you're principally you, you know building out workplace, right? Or uh, and the team that you've got uh, in the UK. You know, what are, what are the challenges that that you face, um, and and how do you overcome them? In uh, as you're you, you know uh, uh, several hundred people um, uh, uh, in terms of the size of the organisation. So I can talk about the, the business part of the house. I'm not mm-hmm. building workplace. I'm yeah. selling it. I'm, I'm doing the, the partnerships. I'm not, I'm not an engineer, so I'm not building the product. Sure. It's another team that is in charge of that. But I think, um, you know, being in London is, is a great thing for us. It allows us to attract 
um, a diversity of talents that I'm not sure we would have found anywhere else. Uh, it's also great to be able to do that at Facebook and to do something that Facebook has never done before. But um, I, I only see opportunities there. Uh, we want to change how people build SaaS products by selling products or building products that people use and love to use. And I think our licensing reflects that. We uh, we want to do it in London, obviously, uh, by having the more the more di- the, the, the most diverse uh, possible team. Uh, and again, I think that vision that we have to connect everyone in the company is something that a lot of companies are, are interested in. Not just the Fortune 500 companies, but think of any tech startup that has to scale, that has to uh, to develop a culture without breaking across different time zones, across dif- across different languages and countries. I think we have we have the, the the right product for that. And on top of that, Workplace is also a platform for for other apps. We have integrations with Office 365, with G Suite, with Okta, uh, with Box, with uh, ServiceNow, with Atlassian. And I think that's what people expect. They don't just buy Workplace as a communication platform; they buy it as an automation platform. Um, and in a way, I think we we also have that ambition to uh, to make Workplace the one app that will be connected to every other app, that will make every other app work and work better together. And I think, again, that vision is really what, what people buy when they buy Workplace today. How do you go about, um, I guess, kind of finding the right partners for, uh, for Workplace? And then, you know, once you've found them, how long does it take to kind of really get these partners, uh, let's say, active uh, and adding value to the business? I think we have two categories of partners. We have people who've been, I would say, in place or people who've been in business for a while. PwC is, is a good example. Uh, they have a SaaS practice. They have uh, tons of people who know how to sell, to deploy uh, SaaS software. They can build apps themselves. They can do the change management. Uh, a company like Revevol, uh, for example, in France, who's an amazing partner for us, who's been uh, in the G Suite ecosystem for many years, um, you know, jumped, uh, I would say, on day one on the workplace opportunity. But we also have another category of partners, uh, I would say more entrepreneurial companies. That's people who left their jobs uh, to create a workplace partner, like Enablo, for example, uh, in Australia. Uh, that's a bunch of people who, uh, who've been part of the G Suite ecosystem, who saw workplace as an opportunity, and so they created their own company to do that. Or Cooler, for example, uh, in the UK, created by Adam Klein, who used to work at uh, the Version Week. He deployed Workplace at two companies, and then he decided to create a company that will help other companies to deploy Workplace. So we have to deal with two very different types of partners, big established ones or more established companies, but also a new startup that we have to make success- successful. And, um, and I think building that Workplace economy, creating value and jobs outside Facebook, is, is one of the most uh, is one of the most exciting part of the job. There, there are a number of uh, I guess kind of like earlier stage SaaS uh, companies that are probably listening to this podcast, and um, you know maybe they're, they're interested uh, in an integration into the workplace. But how would they? Uh, is, I mean, is that available? How would they go uh, about that? Um, and what would the value be to to their business? Well, you know, of course, we, we, have a, we have a team in charge of that. We have um, uh, documentations, we have APIs uh, to help developers build applications on top of the platform. I think that we have a directory today of applications, but it's not an open platform. It's not open for everyone. It's a closed, uh, highly curated platform for our customers. 
And I see developers, you know, from the, the most established ones to, uh, to new SaaS companies should see Workplace as a, as a distribution or a discovery opportunity. When you have Workplace and when you deploy Workplace and when 100% of your employees are using the product, the first thing they ask is, what can I do on top of that? Can I do inventory management? Can I do shift management? Can I do employee sentiment surveys? And we don't want to build all of these, these uh, apps and these experiences. So that's where we see an opportunity uh, for developers who are aligned with that vision, and who can build uh, value-added services and applications on top of the network of professionals and companies that is Workplace today. You'll be speaking at SaaS.18 uh, this year in uh, October, um, and uh, so, uh, super excited to uh, uh, have you join us in, in Dublin for this event. Um, what can we expect to hear from you at the, uh, at the conference? Yeah, first, I'm very excited to, to come to, uh, to the conference. I think it's really brilliant that we have our own um, you know, big SaaS event uh, in Europe. So I hope I will be able to, uh, to meet other SaaS companies, other SaaS entrepreneurs and exchange notes about the SaaS market or uh, about uh, where we uh, respectively see traction. But I guess I will give an update on, on where we are with Workplace. Um, new customers, new launches, new partners, what we've seen on the market, uh, scenarios and applications that, that do resonate uh, to, to our clients. And I will also talk about you know, what, it, what it is uh, for us to build a SaaS startup within uh, the company that Facebook is. I think it's, uh, it's an interesting experience for all of us. Uh, and I'll be, I'll be more than happy to, uh, to talk about that. And, and again, to meet other people from the SaaS industry that we could be uh, partnering with. Yeah, definitely looking forward to, to, to hearing that on stage at, at SASFOG 18. And, uh, um, you know, we're coming to uh, the, the end of the show. So the final question that we always ask is, is just uh, generally how our guests like to stay healthy and sane and uh, in the journey uh, within uh, SAS and, and, and building SAS companies. So what, what is your way? How do you stay healthy and sane? It's a very good question. Uh, you know, I try to do as, uh, as much sport uh, as possible and I try to read as many non-SAS or non-tech books as possible. So that's, that's what I would say keeps me uh, which, sane which, <laughs> in, which, in that industry. Which, uh, which non-SAS uh, book have you read recently that you could recommend? I just read a book. It's in French, so it's, it's going to be for a limited audience okay. uh, by Jean-François Revel called uh, La Grâce de l'État, uh, which was fantastic. So I love old, Fra old books in French about French politics. <laughs> Okay, so well, that, that's that's my that's my niche. Take, taking the niche audience of SaaS even even more niche uh, with with that tip. But uh, on 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 that note, Julian uh, Cordonier, um, uh, thanks for being uh, on the show today, and uh, looking forward to uh, uh, seeing you at SaaS Talk eighteen. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank, thanks for inviting me, and then see you uh, at uh, SaaS Talk later this year. My pleasure. Speak soon. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the SaaS Revolution Show and have picked up valuable lessons from Julian Cordonier and the Workplace by Facebook sales and marketing machine. Next week, I'll take you on a journey that spans from the stages of SaaS Doc 16 and 17 through to SaaS Doc on Tour Helsinki in New York to bring you our special customer success radio hour. You'll hear from Dan Steinman from Gainsight, David Apple from Typeform, Rav Daliwell from Slack, Julie Hogan from Drift, Dave Blake from Client Success, Michelle Danis from Datadog, Jane Medeiros from Newscred, and Lauren Crocetti from Yex about all things customer success. What it is, how to enable and execute it, how to build, nurture, and compensate the team, what metrics to look at. 
Subscribe now so you don't miss this truly epic episode.